Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Birthday recaps, overflowing drains, questionable wellness claims, straight grifting, comfy sweats, and a heroic effort to stuff our election dread into a teeny tiny box. <laughs> and joining me this morning to take all of this on... Setting down her rolling pin before she beat something with it from frustration from Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Ann. Thank you for this respite in my day. <laughs> Just don't beat me with the rolling pin, please. <laughs> Watch your mouth. And from Austin, Texas, riding that birthday afterglow for the next 360 days, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. I know. I'm like, I have like a birthday hangover. I'm like, oh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time it rolls around again, you'll have forgotten about it. Yes, it's like having babies. You just like forget the pain and then you're like, I'm ready. <laughs> well, as always, we'll start the show with a little small talk. We'll rifle through the mailbag, raise our temperatures with some medium talk, make some recommendations, clean some house. Oh my God, we have so much to do and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Well, Hillary, so tell us. Tell us about that birthday. We had the birthday lead up, we had the birthday, and now we have the birthday rundown. The rundown. You know what? It was pretty chill for the most part, but it was wonderful. Um, thank you for indulging me, everybody. I really feel loved. And it was like almost a little bit overwhelming at some points because my sister was like, check out all the love you're getting. And I'm like, it was I know. so sweet. It was very sweet. It really was. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, give it to me. Give it to me. And then I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, it's too much. Um, but no, it was wonderful. So Dave's mother's birthday is two days before mine. How dare she? But Dave took the kids to Boston to visit Betsy for her birthday, which was really nice. They had a good time. And I had said to him, my birthday present is you taking the kids up there and me not going. But, you know, mostly because it was just like, we don't all need to go. I love going up there. I'm going up there Christmas probably, but we don't all need to, you know, you can just take them and have a Butler family deal. And I decided to have a Livingston family birthday. And I drove those three treacherous hours all the way up to Dallas and spent time with my parents. And I got to be, it was just my parents and me, our little unit. Even though I'm the youngest of five, I was like the youngest, youngest. And so we, a lot of times we would just hang out when I was a kid. So I got to relive that. And it was so nice. Like we had a, just a really good time. Just me and my parents hanging out, drinking coffee together, drinking wine together. Um, and it was just, it was, it was nice to be the kid again. <laughs> Even though I'm sure I did kind of teen out a couple of times and I was like, ugh, Mom, ugh, so stupid. Why do you even think that? <laughs> we always revert in those scenarios. Oh. And it's so funny because at my own house, not that I'm like a neat freak, but I keep my stuff like pretty neat. At my parents' house, it's as if like the Tasmanian devil came through. Like I, there are towels all over the place. My like underwear is all over. The, I mean, I, I, it's like I can't like be messy enough. I have glasses all over coffee cups. Um, I do clean up before I leave. I'm a good guest, but while I'm there, I'm a slob. But we had a really, really good time. I had cake as featured on um, the Facebook page, and it was delicious. I had queso. I had taco soup. I had There's a place called Campisi's that's a kind of famous um, pizza Italian place in Dallas, and I had Campisi's, and it was wonderful. It was really nice. I It was hard to come back, um, but the party has to end at some point. I guess. Does it? I know. It doesn't really. Let's live it. It's still October. It's still October. <laughs> anyway, but it was lovely. And thank you for all the birthday wishes. 42 
Hopefully, will be a better year than forty one. I mean, my year was fine. Oh, it was just the twenty twenty fucking blue, but right, know. yeah. I mean, it wasn't your year in like particular. It was no. everybody's no, exactly. year blue. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so yeah, it was good, good, good times, and now I'm sleeping it off. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll have a little bit more to to talk about with those <laughs> those birthday wishes yep. uh, in a few moments. But um, in my small talk, I really debated whether to bring this up because, like, I don't know how is it interesting to anybody but me. But uh, there's a sort of a larger question here that I thought I could bring up. But so I've been taking a page out of Meredith's book, a very small page out of Meredith's money pit book <laughs> in uh, in that I'm I'm copying her lead in that uh, last Saturday I went down to go into the laundry room and the floor drain had flooded and Ugh. the laundry room was <sighs> not totally underwater but pretty underwater and it's gross because it's a floor drain and there's all like leaves and black shit muck yeah in there yes muck that's exactly Ugh. the right term and I was like, oh, shit, what's going on? Well, first I thought it was the water heater because it all pooled underneath the water heater. But it turns out the floor just slopes that way. So I had the water heater guy come out on Monday and he's like, "Uh, no, it's your drain. Do you want us to call our drain cleaning, I don't know, branch of the company? I said, yes, please. And he came over and he was like, oh, yeah, it's the main sewage drain. But I can't do that for you because I will clear any drain in your house except the main sewer line because you live in a town home and you know those main sewer lines are all like linked or whatever and if I get my cable like caught out there somehow then it's a big I didn't quite totally understand what he was saying but he <laughs> you're was just like, like yeah. uh, hmm. ah mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. okay but you <laughs> what know, you're I, hearing is he can't fix it <laughs> right <laughs> and and in those situations I'm always like I worked in customer service so long that I've been on the other end of that conversation and had people get frustrated about things that aren't my fault that I have no control over. And I'm like, it's not this guy's decision there. So there's no use like being less than gracious with him. So I was like, okay. And I thought, well, if it has to do with the association, I should probably call my property manager. And I called them and they misunderstood and sent the handyman out and he was like, oh, no, I can't clear a main sewer line. And I was like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> so then I spent time on the phone with the property manager, and he gave me finally the name of a drain cleaning company. Like, a, that's all they do. And they had to send out what turned out to be a person with a gas company to inspect the line, like to do a safety check so that they could make sure there weren't any gas lines interfering with the sewer in any way. I don't know. This was all, I was so frustrated by this time. And he came and he put the camera down the line. He's like, well, there's no clog in this line. It's clear all the way to the end of the block, clean as a whistle. And he like retracted the cable with the camera and he showed me it. And there's no blockage. And I'm like, well, shit, I haven't taken a shower in two days. (laughs) Because of this. So he was so nice. He helped me diagnose that the clog was actually in the sink line that had the sink and the um, washing machine and the dishwasher on it. And that it was clogging right as it reached the main drain. So, like, 
I went to my mom's house to take showers. Like I was worried every time I flushed the toilet that, you know, it was going to be gross. And I, I know didn't... that feeling. Yeah, I know you do. So really the only thing I couldn't do was laundry or dishes or use the kitchen sink. But they finally came. The guy came out. He did it. It's all clear. But what this makes me think about, we've talked about this before in the context of these are the situations when you want to be like, oh, God, I just wish I had a landlord that I could call to take care of this for me. And I feel like I have this sort of not a dueling personality, but like a compartmentalized personality because it will surprise nobody to know that I take care of things. Yes. Right? Yes. Something needs to happen. I'm the one who needs to deal with it. I just get it done. So I'm like, okay, well, we have to make a phone call and we have to make another phone call and we have to make a 14th phone call and we have to make an 89th phone mm-hmm. call trying to mm-hmm. get this worked out and mm-hmm. I'll just make it happen. But then there's this other smaller part of me that I have ruthlessly locked away that's like, I don't like this. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Please, somebody help me. Yeah. I don't want to be a grown-up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So there was there was a point on Monday afternoon where I had made all the phone calls I was going to make that day. And I was like trying to go back to work and focus on work. And I thought, no, I need to like honor this little tiny part of me that's (laughs) freaking out and not do this. I am going to bed. So like I just stripped off all my clothes (laughs) and dropped them on the floor and like crawled into my bed (laughs) to honor that. Sometimes you just have to give up for the day. You're like, Mm -hmm. I'm just done. I can't do this anymore. Which came to an abrupt end when the doorbell rang (laughs) because it was the gas guy. (laughs) And then he started knocking on the door and I'm like, shit, shit, where's my shirt? (laughs) And I had no bra. I didn't have time to put my bra on. So I had to like grab my giant cardigan. Hey, we're in shawl weather. It's okay. (laughs) I'm like, I tried to, I tried to honor this sad little, you know, what my therapist would call the the little, the young child part of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it totally backfired. God damn it. I'm like, where's my pants? Where's my pants? <laughs> uh, I know sometimes you're just like, I want to be catatonic for a little bit. Like, I just want to, like, stare in the middle yep. distance mm-hmm. with the sheets up. I mean, it was a rough week, and that was only Monday oh, <laughs> that God. happened in. But I will say, um, I had the initial, the water heater guy was supposed to be in between 7 and 9. He came at 6.55 a.m., the first drain cleaner guy who said he eventually couldn't do it, he came by 8.30. The guy who was the handyman was supposed to come at 1. He came at 12.30. Jeez. And the drain cleaner guy was supposed to come between 5 and 10 p.m. And he came at 2.30 p.m. Stop so, bragging. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, this is Minnesota service companies for you. And in the midst of all this, on Monday, I got a call from this electric company that I had made an appointment with. I just had some stuff I wanted done in the kitchen. I called like last week and they said, um, we can come on January 5th. <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, okay then. And he called me on Monday afternoon and said, hey, we have an opening tomorrow morning. Do you want us to come? Yay. And I was like, 
okay, as long as you don't come between at nine, between nine and 10, because I have a meeting then that I can't get out of. And he was like, uh, the window would be eight and 10. And I was like, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, two and a half months early for the appointment. That's pretty good. That's very good. good. (laughs) God. I called my, I called my, um, OBGYN to schedule my annual and they were like, um, your actual doctor can't see you until February. Uh, can the PA see you in December? And I was like, I guess. I mean, what? I, sure, I know. So yeah, you're you're getting good service. Take what you can get. Mm-hmm. I guess at this point. Well, so everything is resolved. It's fine. It was just a buildup of like mineral deposits in the pipes because New Brighton has water that you could chop wood with. It's so hard. (laughs) And so he said, yeah, that just happens over time. It builds up and it, you know, creates a choke point and then it finally closed off. So he roto rooted it out or whatever. They did it and everything is great over here. God, It's like best case scenario, honestly. It really is. I haven't had any problems since having the main line cleared. I haven't had, I didn't have to like replace the whole basement floor. Like the guy told, I think, I think he might've been blowing smoke. I think that might've been not real. Um, So I'm glad I didn't do it, especially because we had the balcony roof disaster (laughs) not long after that. you, I mean, you haven't talked about on the show. I haven't because it's boring. Do you want to or not? I'll do. I mean, I did my boring one. I'll do the cliff notes, guys. Buckle in for boring. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Home repair talk. (laughs) Tishy. I knew there was something wrong with the balcony. We've got a huge balcony along the whole back side of the house. Um, and the floor, like when you stepped on it, it was, it was kind of squishy. And I was like, this is strange. And it was covered with like tar paper or something. Um, and it was kind of, it was like way too hot. I had to put an outdoor rug out there, but it was still a pretty cool space. Um, and it, it became pretty clear though, that there was something going on and the floor, at least of the balcony needed to be replaced. And so I hired a company to come and check it out. And they, they like cut a hole in the floor near the door because we were getting, when it rained like a lot, really, really hard at a certain angle, a little bit of water would drip into the kitchen. Um, and it was basically above that was the door to the balcony. And I figured there was probably some sort of breach in like the seal of the door, you know, um, or maybe in the floor where the door meets. And so they cut a chunk out of the floor and they were like, this is crazy. (laughs) This is way more extensive than we thought. It was like seven layers of just garbage. Like there was soaked plywood like two layers of soaking plywood there was pressed metal it's i mean this house is 100 years old it was probably 100 years of just people (laughs) band-aiding over this situation right diying it to the best of their abilities yeah and and they had put in like the posts for the balcony railing such that it just created a leak directly into the sunroom and so for years years probably decades there's been water dripping into the sunroom behind the drywall and all of the support beams are just rotten. They're just black wood. And the people who flipped this house screwed new boards onto this rotten wood and attached (laughs) new drywall and they lined it with green board, which is what you put behind a water facing wall, like your backsplash behind your sink. Mm -hmm. So they knew that this was a problem and they just tried to cover it up. So it was infuriating for, yeah, it definitely, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise, but it's like, okay, how do we deal with this? Um, but what happened after that company had cut the hole in the, in the floor of the balcony and they, they were like, okay, we need to order a waterproof membrane. It's going to take us a while to get all this, all these layers peeled off, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And 
But they said, okay, you know, it's going to take a week for this membrane to get ordered. And they covered the balcony up with a tarp. And I was like, this is not a good solution. Um, Generally, like maybe a couple days, but they left it up for 10 days. And it was the end of August and it rained buckets for that 10 days. And it just rained and rained and rained. Gregory was out of town, of course, for most of this. And water eventually of course got through that hole that they cut in the floor so it started to leak a lot in the kitchen and it turned into basically the kitchen was flooded there was just water like the light fixture filled with water and there was water just (laughs) you had a water feature (laughs) i did it was a fountain in the house waterfall (laughs) (sighs) and of course this always happened at night (laughs) like it was the roughest couple of weeks of sleep that I've ever gotten because Ugh. every time it started to rain, I would wake up and get anxious. Yeah. And I had these like huge Tupperware um, containers down there to catch the water. And the floor was always covered in towels. And like it took forever for the insurance. I had to I had to file an insurance claim. Um, yeah. And it still actually hasn't been fixed. Um, luckily, they determined that there wasn't any mold in the kitchen, um, they, you know, had, I had a remediation company come out and they had, I had industrial dehumidifiers, one in the sunroom and one in the kitchen running for a week, which was horrible. Like I can still hear it. It's, it was so loud. Um, my electric bill was insane. Uh (laughs) It was just, it was really, really stressful and awful. So what they are having to do is they had to take the, the, the crown molding off in the kitchen and they're going to have to repaint, replace that molding and then reframe at least this one corner of the sunroom where most of the water damage happened and then because they had to cut this huge piece of drywall out of the corner to see what was going on and it's just been opened like you can just see the outside boards of the house and there's like a little crack where you can see the sky (laughs) it's nuts and it's been like that since the end of august and they were supposed to come to start fixing it on wednesday and then there was like a family emergency so they're not going to come till monday it's just been a whole thing like even the construction company is taking forever so it's just been sort of like everything's up in the air and still kind of messed up although you know my house is livable it's not like it destroyed the house um but it's been really stressful and awful and i i hate it yeah you were clearly at the end of your rope when you were like i have to go it's raining yep Yeah, were we on a call or something? And I was just like, I can't. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. And that I think was it the, was like a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That was the worst one because the it was raining buckets, and the we had rehung this tarp several times to try and and keep this from happening. But it the tarp was starting to fail. It was filling up with water, like it was you know it was like drooping because it was so full of water. And I was by myself, and I couldn't like lifted enough to push the water off and eventually just broke and just water just went everywhere and so that night after I hung up on that phone call I was I spent like a good I don't know half hour outside underneath this tarp trying to hold it up in the rain all by myself at night and I was just like I don't know what's happening oh my god (laughs) and And that's when you want your mommy yes yes Yes. you're like why am I doing this why am I doing this it was horrible the the only cool thing that came out of this is when they finally came back and and stripped the the layers of garbage off of the balcony they found a bullet in it (gasps) what yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is it, are we going to start a true crime podcast to solve like, where did this bullet come from? Oh, I'm sure it came. So there used to be a thing in Detroit and, and Devil's Night was a big yes. deal and yeah. you shoot guns in the air. So it didn't look like this got shot. It, it definitely came out of a gun. Like you can tell um, 
that it had been shot. It wasn't just a bullet that happened to be there. It was embedded in one of the layers or something or in what? the wood. Wow. And it probably was just tested for blood. <laughs> it was probably just shot into the air and that's where it landed. Oh my God. Yeah. It was pretty neat. That's so great. we kept it. We're, I, I want to put it like in a shadow box and hang yeah, it on yeah. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. My life in Detroit. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it's funny because it just was not even a surprise. It was just like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> There's yeah. probably more in this house that we don't know about. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I think the important question to all this is, how are the cats with all of this? <sighs> Fine, basically. I mean, I was really worried about them because when one of them in particular gets stressed out, he gets a bladder infection and ruins my life for a good couple of weeks and costs me thousands of dollars. But that hasn't happened. So I had to, part of the irritation I had with them not coming to fix things when they said they were going to is I had to empty out the sunroom. We did. I shouldn't say I. Gregory did a lot of this. Emptied out the sunroom of like we had all the books in there. It's like three huge bookshelves Ew, and all no. this stuff. And I had to empty that out. Everything is crammed into the living room. Um, and I had to clear off most of the kitchen counters. And then they were just like, oh, it'll be another five days. So I'm just living with, every, you know, and and when Link gets a bladder infection, the vet asked me if I moved a plant like that can be enough <laughs> to set it off. And so I'm just over here thinking I moved everything. Everything is <laughs> torn up and moved and he's going to get sick. But so far he hasn't. Good. So they Good. are fine for the most part. Um, so luckily, knock on wood, everything's all right so far. And then when the uh, workmen fi- finally come, will they freak out about having people there? Or will you like shut them away? Or- I'll have to keep. So I asked them about that because when we had the floors refinished, it was kind of a whole deal. I had to keep them in my room all day while they were there because they wouldn't like they wouldn't plastic off the rooms. For some reason. So I, I kind of had a talk with them and I was like, look, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to have a litter box in my bedroom. I don't want to have the cats freaking out because they're stuck in a room all day. Can you just plastic off the dining room and we can let them roam around the rest of the house? And they're like, yes, we can do that. So hopefully it shouldn't be a problem. I do have sedatives for them <laughs> uh, that I definitely will be giving them. I actually gave them like all sedatives the day I thought that the workers were going to come and they spent the whole day just being like, bleh. <laughs> like at a K-hole. For like, no reason. <laughs> I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be on gabapentin. They'll be sleeping. They'll be fine. Are you going to take some too? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith takes four cat doses. Yeah. Well, actually, I have my own human dose. It's a... It's a <laughs> It's a. It's also for nerve pain, which I have. We'll talk more about about women in pain in a little bit. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that is helpful for that. <laughs> well, man, this has been a journey for you. I mean, just one more thing in the long journey of your house. So we're hoping that this turns out and fixes the water. Water is the worst. God, it's the worst. worst. I know. We're gonna have to redo our bathroom soon i know it's like i have my head in the sand about it because i know there's it's water the damage. worst it's the element worst. because yeah. there's nothing you can like sandbag all you want and that water is still a common like it fire and wind and snow and whatever it comes it goes but water yep. you can see it and there ain't nothing you can do yep. about yep. it yep it sucks <sighs> all right well Let's go back to a happier topic. Yes. Let's go to the mailbag. Yeah. Hillary, we haven't talked about you for 15 minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on. 
Sorry to take the focus away. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Enough of this. So our question of the week this week was, uh, well, not really a question. I guess. <laughs> um, tell us your favorite thing about Hillary. What's your favorite thing about Hillary? We'll start with the email that we got from Bob. The best thing about Hillary is who she is as a human being. Aw, very sweet. I love her bubbly, intense personality, her warmth, her honesty about and love for her family, her intelligence, and her pop culture deep knowledge. If you put Hillary in a room with 50 strangers, it would turn into an instant party. Happy birthday to an awesome human. Aww. Very sweet. It's really Bob, sweet. I said one thing. I know. One I thing. Like, list it out. Come on. <laughs> on Facebook, sorry, Hillary. I excluded your family from the That's list okay. that I pulled That's because okay. it was too much. It, it was too much. It was too much. It devolved into an argument about minivans. It was <laughs> It was okay. They were writing paragraphs about how much they love you. And I was like, we cannot have this. <laughs> Stricken from the record. You can go to the Facebook page and read it. Exactly. So here are some of the delightful responses that I pulled. Amanda said her laugh, which is true. You have a great <laughs> laugh. Julie says she is open and unapologetic about the things she likes, which makes me feel more free to be open about the things that I like. That really That's touched so me. That's so great. That's it really wonderful. touched me. I know. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> thanks, yeah. Julie. Uh, Kristen says she's so fun. I love that she loves what she loves Oof, so deeply. Can't wait to hang out again when everything is closer to normal. Kristen's and, pretty fun, too. Yeah, Kristen's her. really fun. And she lives not super far from me. So it, it would be nice to see her at some point yep. in the near future. Um, Dorothy says the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so Dorothy and I went to, I mean, she's not family, but we went, it's crazy. We went to preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school, and college together. Um, what? I know. It's insane. Um, and she has witnessed me mm, not soberly doing the Roger Rabbit many times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a, that was a part of my my college experience for sure. I believe you sent us a video of yourself yes. doing the Roger Rabbit one. So <laughs> yes. I've seen you do the Roger yes. Rabbit too. I'll do it whenever we get together next time. I will. I will yes. perform it. We're gonna hold you to that. <laughs> Show our dance moves. Yes, mine are pretty bad. Well, mine aren't good, but you know, <laughs> but they're enthusiastic. Yes, exactly. Put my all into it. Uh, Andrea says she is so honest about what it's actually like to be a mom. She loves her kids, but her world doesn't revolve around them. When she talked about kicking the kids out the door to get back to school, I was like, yes. (laughs) So true. Bye. (laughs) See you later. Yep. Kate says, I love Hillary because even if you've known her for five minutes, you will immediately feel like her friend. Happened to me. That's true. That's very sweet. Uh, Carolyn in the similar vein says she absolutely passes the would you want to have a beer with this person test and of course the horny corner <laughs> I love book recommendations especially when they're not trying to be profound or quote improve me maybe it'll improve unquote. your sex life also I love this that I sound like George W. Bush it's like I'd like to have a beer with that guy like that's like basically why he won the presidency <laughs> yeah. well that in the Supreme Court he seems you know, like, like a nice guy <laughs> yeah. yes but it's an excellent qualification for a friend yes. it's not for yeah. a president <laughs> I, I mean I'd vote for you though thank you thank you absolutely <laughs> oh, uh, Mia says I love her enthusiasm and her sense of humor she makes me feel like I know her and that we'd be friends if we ever met okay I feel like you're all my friends that's not easy for me I'm somewhat reserved Aww. with new people well, you are our friend. Yeah, absolutely. We would all be friends. 
I mean, me and I are friends because she lives in Cleveland and she works at Case Western Reserve University. Oh, so, cool. So you're like, she works at my alma mater. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hillary, do you want me to get veto power? <laughs> no, over you can yeah, read it. This one. You can All right. read it. Maggie says her boobs. She's got great boobs. <laughs> Maggie, we can always count on you for an honest take. But seriously, her unrelenting enthusiasm. I mean, I mean where's the lie? I, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We'll talk to Dave about that. Uh, Rosemary says, I love that we have our own language and that she can't be bothered to take off her rollerblades. Well, Rosemary and I went to college together. We do indeed have whatever. It doesn't make any sense, but we sort of made up our own. La- I have a couple of friends that I've made up my own language with, and, and Rosemary is one of them. It is very bizarre and cannot be explained. Uh, Katie says... I love her voracious consumption of pop culture, and she's a loyal and good friend. Hillary is full of surprises. She has a Rain Man level memory, and she laughs easily and often. You do. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> I don't know if you have a Rain Man level memory about everything. No, 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 no. But I can't you remember. You have what... amazing recall for certain you facts. Do. Well, there's like d- weird. If I can remember where I was in a certain place, like what I was doing, then I can remember like the date. I can re- kind of call back that. But like, if you ask me what shoe size my kids wear, I have literally no idea. Like, I could not even tell you. I mean, I could tell you within maybe one. I like, it's one of those things that like goes in my brain and is immediately just erased. And I don't know how tall they are. I don't know how much they weigh. I like can't remember any of those things, but I can tell you like where I saw Jurassic Park in 1993. Like, I remember that. And I remember when, go, you know, maybe I have Alzheimer's. I don't know, but I can remember very specific like dates of things, but not, uh, like anything about my children now. Useful information. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah totally <laughs> useful. Uh, Olivia says, I think she's the coolest person I know our age. That's a very important <laughs> caveat. The our yes. age and the fact that she put coolest in quotes. The Twitter, the TikTok, the fanny packs, and knowledge of politics and pop culture. She's also seriously smart, but doesn't take herself too seriously. And she makes great banana pudding. I know, and I'll make it to, with you for you. Sans the banana next time, because okay. I really think I, you can how have do you it. Make it without banana. I guess well, it's more like a vanilla. Yeah, so you just do the pudding, pudding kind of and vanilla wafers, and I add Heath on top of the mm. of the pudding. That's like really the key to it. That's the game changer on it. And then, I mean, you don't really need the banana. I mean, I like the banana fine, but you don't really need it. It's not like it's adding to the texture so much. I mean, it's just making it mushier. But the vanilla wafers give you the the somewhat of a crunch uh, i eat nilla wafers by themselves so i, I used to Heck rory, yeah. rory loved nilla wafers when we were when he was a little baby i mean i think he still likes them but it's not a featured part of his diet anymore but when i would have to drive him far places and he'd be fussing i would just i had like a box of nilla wafers like in my car <laughs> and i would just like hand them back to him and, you know nilla like it like it has a film or whatever, you know, when you eat it and it's on your hands, it's kind of like it's like mm-hmm. a greasy kind of yeah. And he just feeling. his face would be like caked with. Oh, <laughs> so but it's gross. very good for little kids yes. who like gnaw yes. on things. Yes, well, there that were these works really well. There were these things called mum mums that the kids like that are kind of like just wafers. Are oh, they like teething? Kind of, yeah, or... uh, yeah. They're like little. They're little crackers. They're kind of like mm-hmm. little water crackers that they, if they gnaw on them, they basically disintegrate, kind of like a Nilla wafer, but thinner and no taste. So, but they're expensive and they come individually wrapped or wrapped with two. So at some point I was like, fuck this. I'm getting Nilla wafers. It's basically the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess more sugar, but whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Yes. <laughs> now, Olivia does bring up the concept of fanny packs, which reminds me. Yes. 
I saw an article that was British the other day, and you know, I said that I I'm not crazy about the term fanny packs yes. because of the <laughs> yes. So in England, they call them bum bags. Oh, Is I that like that. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. I don't wear it around my bottom though. That's always the funny part. It's like I think I like fanny pack because it sounds sort of funny, and you know, from it just sounds like. I'm a sassy old mom that's like, I want my fanny pack. But um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess I, I wear it on my hips. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I like the alliteration. So maybe I'll try to incorporate it. Or maybe it's just something to remember for the next time you go to England. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hillary, Hillary. Bum packs, bum packs. Don't call it a fanny pack. <laughs> uh, okay. Continuing on with praise for Hillary. <laughs> Chelsea yes, yes, yes. says, I like that she's really funny, but also empathetic. It's a rare combo. Oh, see, these are it my friends, is. so they have to yep, say nice yep. things to me. Well, okay. Some non-people that have known you for the your whole entire <laughs> life. Tierra says, I love her attitude of, it's fine, TM. I have taken up the phrase when things get exhausting. It's very useful. It is very Honestly, useful. I have too. <laughs> the problem is, is when somebody say, oh, it's fine, to me, I'm like, What's wrong? Like, what now I'm interpreting yeah. it. <laughs> What's underneath that? That's not a good thing. I mean, speaking of language that confuses men, when it's fine means it's not fine, yeah. but I'm tired of talking about it. Yep. 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 Uh, Susan says, my favorite favorite thing about Hillary, she's an Amy March. Oh, I'm such an Amy March. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we talked about this before, but yes. it really struck me. You are <laughs> such an Amy March. I am. I so am. And I loved in the new version, she was sort of like a more of a hero than she was in the previous ones. But I am such mm-hmm. an Amy March. My goodness. Absolutely. Well, that means you get to marry Lori at I the know. end. Dave is Lori? I guess so. I mean, how rich is he? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my piano? I want to go travel Europe. Uh, Anne Louise says, my favorite thing about Hillary is that she's a tiny bit older than me, so I can justify looking up to her in addition to being her internet friend. She's kind, she's her own kind of Jen Flash Andrews role model. I mean, yeah. are you kidding? I was flipping my hair. I was like, oh my God. High praise. I know. <laughs> I love we it. all aspire to be like Jen Flash yeah, Andrews. I really do. And finally, Alicia says, Hillary is proof positive that all of those things we are told not to be as women, strong, confident, opinionated, smart, loud, brash, funny, in fact, make up someone truly wonderful. I say this as someone who has never actually, quote unquote, met (laughs) or, quote unquote, talked to Hillary, which in any other context would be super weird. But here, it's fine, TM, right? Yes, it's absolutely fine. And I can't wait, because um, Alicia lives in Boston, I believe, and as soon as, you know, I don't know, there's a vaccine, the world is somewhat normal, I intend to meet her when I go up there, and yes. talk to her, and be loud, and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things. And uh, you guys, thank you so much. It really, like, really, at some point, I was like, oh my god, I do not deserve this much praise, but it was wonderful, and it really made my birthday, like, very special, so thank you. Very much. Aww. Yeah, thank you. We have pretty good listeners. Yes, yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. They will, and they will give you a compliment when you need one. And sometimes you really need one. I'm going to go read that back and be like, I'm a good person. Can <laughs> 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 uh, you like screenshot those and have <laughs> them in your like, put them gallery for whenever yeah, you need them? I, know. I need this. I need a little boost. A little confidence boost. Yep, exactly. 
Well, let's talk a little question of the week this week. You know, usually we've been trying to theme it in with our discussion of Medium Talk, but this time we decided that we didn't really want to attach it to Medium Talk. So we came up with just a random fun question. Actually, Bobby saw this going around uh, the internet, apparently from who he refers to as my favorite comedian, John Mulaney. (laughs) I told YouTube... I don't want to see any John. I mean, I went into my settings and I said, don't show me content again. John Mulaney's fine. I just resent YouTube trying to force me. And it still shows up. You will like like me. That's like me and Coldplay on my Pandora station that I like for for work. It took me years to train it to not play Coldplay anymore. I mean, it. It seriously, it sneak attacked me the other day. I was watching a Jesus and Marrow clip about something, and then I was busy, so it auto rolled into Jesus and Marrow interviewing Borat, which I was like, okay, fine, that was pretty funny. And then it auto rolled into them interviewing John Mulaney, and I was like, YouTube, get out of here, Mulaney. And YouTube's so proud of itself. It's like we found the perfect video. <laughs> this makes me so mad. But apparently, this was a John Mulaney-related question that Bobby came up with, and it is, what is the tagline of the number one movie on the day you were born? And kind of thought of, what would it be like if this was the mantra for your life? Like, does it fit you? I will start on February 27th, 1977. The number one movie at the box office was Rocky, and the tagline is, his whole life was a million to one shot. Which mm. I don't That's... think is necessarily applicable to me. But it's but not, I like it. Yeah, it's like all right, it's like a little well, Eminem pumping you up. Like, yeah, you're one in a million, Anne. You are one in a million. I mean the really upsetting thing about this is that Bobby said that the movie on his birthday was Rocky Four. That's insulting. <laughs> You know what I think is crazy because this doesn't happen that much. See, this is where my this is where my brain remembers things is that Rocky won Best Picture that year, and it came out in February, February twenty seventh or thereabouts, and it won Best Picture. Like that doesn't usually happen when something That's comes out true. in February and then wins Best Best Picture the next year. It lasted all the way through the year and all the other movies. That- just fought off those challengers like Rocky. <laughs> right. Like that's, right. That's not actually what happened in no, Rocky. No, but No, it's not. It's not. But, you know, I like to think about it. Um, Meredith, I'm very interested. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of got into this a little bit in our jamboree, but your mm-hmm. movie is interesting this was a new one for me i i can't believe i'd never googled this before so december 28 1981 the number one movie was something called sharky's machine i've never heard of this i haven't either this is oscar bait yeah this is a (laughs) this is a burt reynolds cop movie oh oh oh. you know it was in the years that burt reynolds was like the number one box office star like every single year Yeah. yeah and the tagline is Nobody leans on Sharky's machine. Ooh. <laughs> Which, I'm not sure how that can have any applicability to my life. 
I just but, imagine it as like an arcade or something. Like he's somebody's like leaning on his arcade game that he wants to play. I don't I know. I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah, what is <laughs> Sharky's machine? I don't Sharky's know because machine. the plot for this, according to just Googling it, is an Atlanta Vice Squad detective, Burt Reynolds, loves a high class call girl, Rachel Ward, linked to politics and a mob boss, Vittorio Gassman. Hmm. Oh wait, 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 wait. Okay. Here's from um, IMDb. Uh, Unknown writes, Tom Sharkey is a narcotics cop in Atlanta who's demoted to vice after a botched bust. Uh, In the depths of this lowly division, while investigating a high-dollar prostitution ring, Sharkey stumbles across a mob murder with government tires and responds by assembling his downtrodden fellow investigators, parenthetically, Sharkey's quote-unquote machine. Mm. to find the leaders and bring them to justice before they kill off all his partners and witnesses, including Sharky himself. So the machine in question is just the other detective? It's just his his ragtag His posse. Yeah. his Mm. posse. Okay. I need to watch this. I I I didn't do it this week, but (laughs) definitely. Definitely. I don't know. Can can we, like, map this um, plot to your life, Meredith? (laughs) I'm reading, I'm reading the plot. You, yeah, you guys definitely are. Um, I'm reading this plot line and it's pretty gross and upsetting. I don't know. I hope. They probably hit a woman in it somewhere. I just like well, have a feeling. It sounds like there's a rape storyline. Mm. Oh, I don't like, like that. Like in all the best movies. <laughs> yeah. Like the high class hooker is trying yeah. to get away from her Ew. pimp and can't. Mm. And Mm-mm. I don't have, th- I mean, I did some crazy stuff when I was a teenager, but not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> did you get, did you get uh, busted for a botched uh, uh, operation well, and get demoted to vice? Who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Th- there's a character named Victor. There's, there's one thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> That's all I can find. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Well, we'll have to watch it and see. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'll watch it and report back. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary, it, I mean, how do you feel about this? You don't uh, like? I don't like scary movies. I don't love Halloween. So obviously mine is Halloween, the original. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And the tagline is, well, there's a lot of taglines, but the number one was, the trick was to stay alive, which I guess like, yeah. sure. Well, Isn't that like everybody? I mean. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I enjoy Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. That is, I don't. No. I don't. That's... But I like Fish Called Wanda yes. Jamie Lee Curtis, yes. not yeah. Halloween No, Jamie exactly. Exactly. I'm not really interested. I, yeah, I, fine. Whatever. It, I, that's the thing around my, I mean, not this year because there's no movies coming out really, but always around my birthday. It's just a, you know, oh, cavalcade of right. yeah. Halloween-y kind Scary of Scary movies. Yes. Yep. I'm not interested. And those are the ones that are really like, it's not like, oh, this is like a satire, or like a cultural response to something. It is just like jump scare, jump scare, jump or like right. saw. I like, don't like that. No. What's the one where they like tie like buttholes to mouths? What's that one? Oh, human, human centipede. centipede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tie them. What's he the surgically where? attaches them. <laughs> uh, those are like things sometimes like, you know, sometimes when you're just in the mood to like torture yourself uh, just a little bit, like I think yeah. about that. Like I don't watch it, but I think about it. And oh, I'm the like, implications are just, I can't oh, think of anything more horrifying. No. <laughs> the thing that I think about the most that scares me, I've actually never seen this movie and it's not, I don't think I can. No. Oh, but I, no, no, no. But I, the thing that like, if I think about it and it makes me kind of 
want to die is that image in a clockwork orange where they're like forcing his mm-hmm. um, eye to stay open and he can't blink. It like makes yeah. me want to die. Like I'm like, Ugh. that's the same with the butthole to mouth. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I don't like scary movies either. Mm-mm. Over on the Flophouse podcast, they have a sort of an ongoing argument about which position in the centipede you would I hate that discussion I hate it it makes me think about it so much more than I want to so gross gross the body horror stuff is just like I can't we were talking about what because like last year we watched uh, we Gregory and I like Okay, here's my favorite childhood Halloween movie. And I showed him the one that I liked, and he showed me the one that he liked. And that was sweet and wholesome and not scary because they were kids' movies. And mine was Watcher in the Woods, which I thought was so scary when I was little. Yes, it was. It's hilarious. I was very scared of eclipses for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Watcher in the Woods. And hang on, what was your Halloween movie again? The Ray Bradbury movie. That we watched last year. Halloween tree. Halloween tree. Okay. Oh. Yes. I've never heard of that. It was it was cute. It was a cute movie. So but this year I was like, well, we can't do that again. What are we gonna do? And I've been kind of interested like in in general, like in witchcraft, just as as a in like kind of in the historical context, like they you know, misbehaving women were just called witches, and I think that's right. really yes. interesting. Yes. Um and there is there's a movie um, I think it's just called The Witch that looks fucking terrifying. And I'm trying to psych myself up for watching it. We're recording this on Halloween and trying to psych myself up for watching it today. But I don't know if I'm going to have the courage because it looks no. genuinely horrifying. Well, I'm betting there's a bunch of movies called The Witch. Yeah. But... yeah I'm, I'm looking for exactly the one. I'll find it. Came it. Out, did it come out like a couple years ago or something? Oh, 2015. It's yeah, 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 Witch, yeah. but spelled with two Vs for some reason. Yeah. Witch. And it's 1630s <laughs> New England. And that's kind oh, of the the, t- yeah. you know, the whole like Salem, Salem stuff is really interesting to me. And whenever we would go to Massachusetts when I was a kid, we would go to Salem and do like, you know, the go tours. in this. Yes. Yeah. And, and I always thought that was so interesting. It is really fun. Dave and I did it. Uh, I was pregnant with Rory, so it was a little bit ago. We toured something. I don't know. It was like some museum. They would have like a little animatronic. Not animatronic, but it would be like you would stand in front of some like mannequins. And yeah. the voice would come on and be like, in blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, <laughs> And it was sort of, it was really cool, though. It was, there's um, a certain kind of person that wants to go to those. And I was like, look at all these fucking dorks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a picture of me. I think there there were like stockades where you could put your head and your arms in. Yes, yes. Um, and I think I was wearing a fanny pack. I got to dig that picture up. You know, the only thing that rhymes with Hillary is pillory. pillory. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that there is no way on this earth that you could entice me to put my head and hands in the stocks. Just... I don't know. Well, and I did it around all of my siblings. I think that was a road trip where, like, the three of us and then my three step siblings were all there, too. So you're just <laughs> asking to get, yep. you know, mm-hmm. yep. beat up, I guess. Yep. Ugh. Like, I think, I think when I went to Alcatraz, one of the times I went to Alcatraz, you could, you can go in the solitary confinement cell. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm not. just, Thank I'm you. not messing with that. No. <laughs> Staying far, far away. Absolutely. I'm giving the stocks a wide berth, too. <laughs> Oh, goodness. 
Oh, boy. All right. Well, Ness. listeners, question of the week. This should have some fun yeah. answers. Yes. Give us the tagline of the number one movie on the day that you were born. We want to know. And whether or not this is applicable to your life. <laughs> yeah. Did it set the tone for you? We'll see what we get. And I like it, too, because, you know, obviously some people might have the same birthday, but it's, you know, it's the day, not the It's year. very specific to yes. the day, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I'm excited. It'll be good. So... For medium talk, we're, we were sort of toying with the idea of doing the lady scientists thing. And it's not exactly, it's kind of lady scientist adjacent topic, wouldn't you say, Meredith? Yeah. Like it has a heaping dose of science things. Quote unquote <laughs> science. That need yeah. to be discussed. It's something that I've had on the reserve list for show topics for a long time. Probably since, since we it, started uh, yeah, doing the show it, this way. Since it made me mad the last time, I think it's time to talk about goop and not the stuff that came out of my drain (laughs) this week. I think it's time to talk about goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's health and wellness brand. Lifestyle brand. Yes. It's called the lifestyle brand on everything that I read about it. And I, that's just made up term. Right? Lifestyle brand? Yes. That's not a thing, guys. That's gross. But we can talk about it through a couple of different um, branches. Um, We can talk about it in terms of fashion and beauty, and we can talk about it in terms of health and wellness. And it's something that, you know, especially as women, is really that whole, I don't know, miasma of crap is marketed to us. And so it could be a good discussion i just want to read one thing from this bloomberg article to start us off that you posted for us meredith um goop is a branding exercise said rachel hillman a director of public relations at full picture whose company paid for what she called a reconnaissance mission to the goop conference it's less about the products and services and more about the package they come in it's appealing being endorsed by someone whose life is aspirational if you have the means you can be just like GP. End quote. Yep. Yeah. Key phrase, if you have the means. I mean, and those means are... Oh, boy. Like, yeah, it's not an upper middle class thing at this point. It is, it is like one percenters. Yes. I read the article, Hillary, both you and Christy recommended it. That was Lindy West's day mm-hmm. at the goop conference whatever it was called and actually i found it to be a really gentle article i thought lindy was incredibly fair yes to goop and fair to all the women who were there she wasn't saying look at how stupid these idiots are for spending all this money you could spend up to forty five hundred dollars for a ticket i mean i'm saying you idiots but (laughs) lindy didn't yes um, she she was really kind, I thought, about trying to sort out what people were looking for versus what they were getting. But she did make the point that this was overwhelmingly affluent white women. Yes. Yeah. Of like, course. Black and brown women, they got no time for this. No, no, exactly. And wow. they are underrepresented. They're not being marketed to. Like, no. I've been lurking on the Goop Facebook page and Instagram and just their website for the last few days just to kind of like 
gross myself out to the max about this conversation. <laughs> and it's all just like super thin, able-bodied white women. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Who look a lot suspiciously like Gwyneth Paltrow for the most part. Yep. <laughs> While I was thinking about this, like, what's wrong with a little aspiration in our lives? Hillary, you have a healthy dose of aspiration. <laughs> yes. What's wrong with looking up to Gwyneth? You can dream a little bit. You can buy something that's a little extravagant, maybe not the $400 sweatpants, but you just sort of pretend and hope. And if you have the money to do that, what's the harm? Well, I think once, you know, my, caveat, my Gwyneth um, feelings are very complicated and, and layered, not about her health and wellness, but about just her in general. But I, um, it's when she starts peddling the sort of medicinal, quote unquote, medicinal stuff, when wellness crap, it just is, it gets to be dangerous. Now, I, I was a very early um, adopter of the goop. Um, newsletter because I am intrigued by all things Gwyneth. I mean, you are on the forefront of culture. I absolutely am, and I remember, <laughs> I like remember getting excited. It would come every Thursday, and you're like, "Ooh, what is she going to say?" And at that time, it was more like if you go to Los Angeles, stay at these hotels, and if you know, kind of more like a travel guy. It was not. It was a like a pure wow email blast. Exactly, exactly. It was not. It was not a brand. She didn't have. She wasn't selling things. She was recommending things more. Do you uh, think she was writing it herself? No, no, no. I thought she started out writing. I mean, it maybe herself. a little bit, but she definitely probably had help. Um, and I, you know, she famously dropped out of UCSB. See, I know like way too much about her. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I, I enjoyed it on that level of sort of like, oh, this is what you know, like reading Architectural Digest or something or Town and Country. You know, you're, you're reading this and it's you're sort of mocking it, but also like, oh, it would be really nice to have that place in the Hamptons. And That's what that dwell stuff. is like for me. Um, but then it's when this is always my issue with her is like I like her on a certain level on this aspirational level. I don't really think like I want to weigh 110 pounds and be 5'10". Like that's just not going to happen. That's not my life. But I you're like, oh, you know, she seems so put together and kind of cool. And I like some of her movies. But then then she says something and you're like, you sound like a fucking idiot. And and then it starts verging into dangerous territory. And that's when I'm like, oh, I, I fall off the Gwyneth train. Like I can be on, on, on and I can make fun of her, but kind of enjoy her. And then she does something fucking stupid, like, you know, vaginal eggs or whatever or a candle that <laughs> smells like her vagina i don't know all these things that you're just like no don't she's do really that. very obsessed with her vagina mm -hmm. in a way that's strange and for a, okay so there's always like some little nugget of like okay that's good but then it's like too far like i think it's good women should talk about like their pleasure and their vagina it should not be off limits and then at some point you're like i don't want a candle that smells like a vagina like no. that's just not something i'm <laughs> I, I want i want my house to smell like you know, uh, gardenia is not a vagina. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this, this is how this happens. She's like an aspirational figure. She's a pretty wealthy movie star who's had a really interesting coddled life, right? Yes. Like her mom yeah, is right. a movie star. Her dad, dad was a is a producer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so interesting person, interesting life. She's pretty. She was married to a rock star. Like she had a kid with your a crazy favorite name. Your favorite. My Pandora. favorite artist. Yeah. <laughs> I got tickets to a to a like you know the corporate box seats to go to Coldplay one time, and I said, "Do I have to?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, she, so I think, Must we? yeah, I did not. Um, I, I think that's, you know, a lot of celebrities capitalize on their image, right? And that's fine, I guess. Um, but what she's doing is seizing on something that is a genuine problem. This is how I see it. That women are not taken seriously yes. in the yes. world of medicine. And I think that's where a lot of the dangerous stuff comes from. And that's a real thing. Women's pain is not taken as seriously as men. Women's pain is not treated as aggressively, even though we report higher levels of pain. And I can send you articles about this if you want. Um, it's all like been studied over and over. Um, and women are not diagnosed properly a lot of the time when we have kind of ethereal symptoms. We're told it's in our head or something and like that. And going back to even, we've talked about it on this show, how like women's heart attacks aren't diagnosed yes. correctly yes. any of the time. It's because yes. they didn't study women. They no. only studied men. Yeah. And so I get how this happens. And she's seizing on something that is very real. And women are turning to her for answers because it seems like she's giving them when they aren't getting them from their doctors, um, which is a problem with medicine. It's not really her fault, although I think she's an opportunistic asshole. Yes. Um, and, and the problem comes in when people use this garbage instead of going to get like their cancer treatments, yeah. um, because that's actually another thing that has been proven is that people who believe in alternative medicine die sooner and more often from cancer and things mm -hmm. like that because they're not getting the right treatment. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the part that really infuriates me. Yeah. I, I know that we've all, we've all listened to Sawbones, the terrific McElroy yes. medical history podcast. And one of the things that they always just say that they've said on there up until recently, because they talk a lot about, you know, historical quackery and things like that and, and things that people still do to some extent. And Dr. Sidney's um, position on all of this was, look, if it doesn't hurt you, if you're not doing it instead of a treatment, you know, if you're getting radiation as well as using lavender oil for your cancer, and if you're not spending money that you don't have, mm -hmm. then who More am I to tell you? you? Yeah. Sure not to do it. But they've really shifted their tone in a way that I agree with in that it's we've become such a a science ignorant society mm -hmm. in a lot of ways mm -hmm. that we can't give pseudoscience or fake science or alternative quote unquote medicine a platform at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, because yeah, these medical conspiracy theories start to form and people get yep. skeptical yep. and kind of in the wrong way. And that's how we end up with people who don't believe in coronavirus because it, they did their own research. Exactly. Doing your own research is like the thing that triggers me the most. Yeah. Like, do your own research. Yep. Just figure, and I'm like, aware on what? Like, yep. like what? you know, person who had to, has no degree is going to be telling well, you. Well, that person is going to only want you to watch YouTube videos made by some doofus right yes. like that's not research <laughs> right and giving Gwyneth any kind of legitimacy at all just muddies the waters and yeah. leads to COVID denial. denial and you know I when I was in grad school I was a teaching assistant and so when I would on the first day of you know my first week of class with my students I would always 
give my little spiel and say, you know, why do I think that this is important? You know, statistics 101, why do I think this is important for you to learn? Not because I think that you're going to remember how to calculate standard deviations and, you know, be able to do statistics, but because I want you to understand what's behind it and what goes into making science so that when you see some sort of claim, you know what questions to ask. Mm -hmm. You can say, hmm, so how big was that study? Yes. Who paid for that study? Yes. What exactly were they trying to do with it? Not that you know the answers, but you know the questions. Yes. And it seems to me that we've gotten to a point where nobody even knows the questions yes. anymore yes. because yeah. we're so ignorant about all of this. And it's and people like Gwyneth who are like, well, but I, we're just we're not saying we're just asking the question we're just i'm just asking we're just, questions we're just exploring that's such no, a you're cop not. you're out. selling you're selling there is a doctor who's a mm, psychiatrist i can't remember her name kelly something or other who is on like the goop board who denies the theory of germ science <sighs> in medicine she doesn't believe that germs cause illness Ugh. Oh, is she that psychological, like, she claims to be an MD, but she's not... I think I, I know who you mean. I don't know. She, I think she has an MD from Johns Hopkins. Oh, that's God. So she has some legitimacy, but, you know. So I, I I remember, again, you know, being a goop apologist on occasion. When I say apologist, I mean, and again, let me reiterate, in no way any of her health or science claims. Like, I, I didn't watch her show. I, I like object so much to all this stuff what I really have always liked I I think that she's a decent actress and I kind of wish she would go back to acting because I love Shakespeare in Love I think it's a good movie and she's good in seven like there's things she does an imitation of Sharon Stone on Saturday Night Live that's fucking hilarious like she can be really funny and she was good on Glee but then she just you know makes these dumb ass claims and I think there's some in that article, um, Taffy Burdesser Ackner wrote a really good write up for her um, in um, the New York Times a couple years ago. And she talked about how I think they were, she, Goop was going to do a, a partnership or something with Vogue, and, but she didn't want to be fact checked. And it's like, well, okay. If Vogue is challenging you to be fact, I mean, the basic right. fact checking, it's like, okay, well, like, I don't know, just it's selling a bill of goods and it's and it's bullshit. And it, you're right. Like, that's the thing that is so frustrating because I have friends who don't necessarily trust the medical community for whatever reason, because there are reasons to, as a woman, not quite trust Absolutely. it. And yeah, it just it it's playing on these like what what food allergies do you have? Like what foods not allergies, like sensitivities do you have? And like that's what's really, you know that's what's contributing to the your crappy lifestyle or whatever you know and it's not it's not about like actual science it, yeah and the you know the, the the real answer to like part of that is that it makes you feel like you have some control and you're doing something sure right and and that makes a lot of sense and i understand that but the real answer to these problems is very boring like the real answer to aging gracefully is getting a good diet, yes. sleeping enough, yeah. getting exercise, water, right? Yeah. Um, and nobody, that's not fun and that's not sexy and nobody's making money off of that advice. Um, but that's the truth. Um, you know, like I, I've, I've complained about nutrition research before, but generally the, the 
the the answer is like eat some vegetable you know like it's it's not that fun it's not like there's some secret food from the amazon that will make you like Mm -hmm. have a wonderful life again you know it's just you have to put in some work um for whatever result you want and that sucks (laughs) nobody likes it and the thing is at the same time that she's you know promoting all this stuff like she I mean, she does admit it, but like she does get, she has the money to go get regular Botox or whatever, non-toxic Botox, which is actually toxic. It's the same thing, but whatever. (laughs) It's Um, got tox right in the name. (laughs) Yeah, she gets Botox. And I don't care. Like I've gotten Botox before, like whatever, like more power to you. But it's not like this whole natural thing. You know, she is... She well, is, botulism toxin is a natural yeah, thing, but, actually. But, I mean, but, but yes, but she's not, you know, it's not like she's going on, um, you know, I'm assuming she probably had an eye lift or, you know, she's yeah. in her late 40s. She's probably had a nose job or mm-hmm. something done. And it's, it's, it really is this unattainable thing. And it's frustrating. I mean, more power to you. She's making a good, you know, I'm always for women making money, but it's off the backs of, you know, people who are wanting to be that and you can't yeah, be that. other people's sort of sadness and desperation yeah. with feeling that if they could just look like her, they'd have a better life. Yes. And, you know, that's that's not a thing. My therapist always tells me, don't make the mistake of comparing your insides to other people's outsides. Mm-hmm. And Gwyneth's outside is all we have to compare with. Yes. And honestly, I it, you posted this picture <laughs> for us, Hillary. <laughs> And I don't, I don't want to body shame anybody, but I don't think that you can be that thin. No, no. After having two children and being in your forties, I mean, there are a few, some people, you know, but she's, she's got nothing on her. No, she doesn't. The, uh, yeah. To be fair, this is this is pre baby Gwyneth. Um, this is when oh, I, okay. This is when I was like really ultimately obsessed with her, and she, you can tell by the jeans she is wearing. They're blue cult jeans with little pockets on the front, so it is very like oh, they're 2000. like low rise. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> very two thousand one. This is when Gwyneth was like. This is actually the Gwyneth I prefer, the smoking Gwyneth, the Gwyneth that like drank a lot and like dated you know brad pitt or ben affleck and was like sort of fun this was the gwyneth i like um and yes she is very thin i'm sure she like you know ate a morsel of whatever a day um right uh but i remember one of those people where they're like i had a snack of 11 almonds yes Mm -hmm. yes what i know and that's all i'm existing on no that is um that is i remember seeing that picture and just being like she's perfect why is she so perfect um and but honestly like She's just so tone deaf and it's, I like making fun of her and I used to be more defensive of her. Like, Hey, you're like, I can make fun of her, but you know, she's fine. Like she, but now it's just now, like I said, it's just, she's gotten to be more dangerous and that's the frustrating part. She has, she has too much power. The whole, like (laughs) the whole, um, vaginal egg thing is really interesting. Um, because they sold it as like an ancient Chinese, like female empowerment tool. Oh, boy. There's so many things wrong with that Yeah, term. well, and it, it wasn't. Like, it isn't. <laughs> it wasn't anything. There's, there's no historical thing to it. And the, 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 the thing that they don't mention when they make these weird health claims about this is that that's a porous rock. Like, yeah. it can harbor all sorts of bacteria and weird whatever, and you they 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 told you to like charge it up in the in the moonlight like it's just no like sanitize it and don't put it inside your body i mean 
don't the tampon boxes have to have toxic shock syndrome warnings on them? <laughs> yes. And we can just be putting a rock up our hoo-ha. Well, I've been yeah. scared of toxic shock syndrome since oh. I started my yeah, period. Yeah, since we were like yes. 12. Horrifying. Yeah, it's just, it's really strange because that's something that doesn't have a lot of, like there are, there are tools to strengthen your pelvic muscles and they are, you know, you can sterilize them and you you use them under the care of your doctor and you don't wear mm-hmm. them and walk around them with them all day. Like she tells you to, and they have nothing to do with the moon or China. Like, it's just so strange. Like it's all this made up stuff to make you feel like you're empowered, but it's not yes. real and it's potentially oh, yeah. harmful. They actually had to pay a fine, like I think a laughably yeah. small fine. It was like $150,000 oh, yeah. for making health claim, unsubstantiated health claims. Um, but I feel like that's what most of their wellness section of their website does. Yeah. And, and given that, you know, what does it say in this article? The company is valued at $4.2 trillion. Yeah. Now, who knows? What? There's a difference between valuation yes. and how and much money yeah. they actually made. But uh, a slap on the wrist of $145,000. I, I would like $145,000. <laughs> Gwenny, if you're handing yeah, it out. But, on, I mean, that's not even changing the couch no. for them. No, no. It, it just reminds me of living in Los Angeles. There are parts that, you know, it's, it's great to live there. Lots of sun, you know, you can go hiking and it's lovely, but there's all this bullshit peddling off of stuff like that. You know, oh, it's yeah. just these subsidiaries of it. There's this, um, there, I, it wasn't open when I was there, but there's this, I don't really know, like maybe smoothie or whatever, like supplement shop called moon juice. And I just went on their website and you can add, like you can shop, um, you know, you can go to some of their stores, but you can also shop like their potions, like this one called Super You. It's daily stress management, improve energy, mood, and focus. A clinical strength, clinical what? Clinical strength blend of our four potent, adaptogenic herbs that help regulate oh, cortisol. I've been yeah, hearing yeah. about adaptogens yep. lately <laughs> to reduce the effects of stress. Commit daily for life changing results. Oh, really? You want me to commit daily? Sure, you sure, sub- sure, sure. You can subscribe for. $44.10 for one every month, or you can do a one-time purchase of $49. Now, let me see. It is honestly just like capsules. Like, it is... I mean, my prescriptions for my allergy medicine cost less than this. Anyway. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's all that kind of bullshit, which... You know, there's no fun. specific... So they get around it by not being all that specific, right? And just mm-hmm. treating some vague symptoms yeah. and giving yes. you some vague benefits that may or may it's like a horoscope yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's just kind of vague enough to where you're like okay yeah i could use i could use that i'm tired mm-hmm. i'm tired yeah. i need energy. who is it right i mean everybody's fucking tired everybody needs energy <laughs> i think it's interesting and maybe it speaks to something bigger that i mean the three of us sit here talking about it and we're like well this is utter and complete bullshit but what is in the brains of those people who are like oh yeah that sounds reasonable because they're not stupid people yeah. at all. I mean, I'm scanning through this Bloomberg article again. I mean, this thing is fascinating. Um, and here's a really interesting paragraph um, talking about this conference, this Goop conference. Paltrow herself took to the stage in New York with Caroline Miss, a self-proclaimed medical intuitive Ugh. gifted with bio-spiritual consciousness. This condition, she told the 600-person crowd, allows her to sense illness and disease in people before no. they've been diagnosed no. by a physician. No. I have friends with chronic issues that Western medicine isn't healing, no. nodded Paltrow. That's just ludicrous on the face 
piece of it, but they had 600 people sitting there listening to it. And I'm sure some of them were like, And the article, you know, says that a lot of the people that went to this conference were looking for, you know, uh, scoping out the competition or maybe like marketing partnerships or things. So there are other opportunistic people who are there. But how many people who were there decide to start going to a quote unquote medical intuitive? I wonder if she takes insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I can guess how that will go. Uh, That is... I don't think Kaiser Permanente covers medical intuitive professionals. No, it's so enraging. I, I, that, that kind of bullshit just makes, I'm like, go see a doctor. And if your doctor, I mean, this is the thing that sucks. If your doctor isn't, you know, like not saying the things you want, but just like, they're not addressing time with it. You, yeah. not, you go to another doctor. Like that's the way you have to have somebody that's trained and it can't just be somebody. It, that is the same thing as like evangelicalism. You know, when people are speaking in tongues and healing people with their hands, it's the same thing. I mean, it just is. It's not, this woman isn't like a cancer sniffing dog. Like, yeah, it, she, this I is mean, all face healing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, I wanted to give a couple alternatives. Um, Goop has a very, um, ardent critic in this woman named Dr. Jen Gunter. She's Mm, wonderful. And so I want to recommend her site. It's just Dr. Dr. Jen Gunter, G-U-N-T-E-R.com. She has a blog and she's on Twitter too, of course. And she writes a lot about kind of skewering goop, but she also writes about women's health in general. She's a pain Mm -hmm. physician and an OBGYN. So super, super interesting perspectives. Um, And she is a good source for reliable information. There was also something she was talking about, like medical communication and, and, and how doctors talk to women and how everybody wants to Google their symptoms and figure out what they've got. And you need to know where to go for reliable information. And so I just wanted to say that a really good place to start is the National Library of Medicine. Um, this is nlm.nah.gov. You can just Google National Library of Medicine. Oh, Meredith, this sounds boring. It is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's reliable. It's it's like sober. It's <laughs> boring. But I want a jade egg. <laughs> They're not <laughs> going to feed you any nonsense about jade eggs or like bath salt cures for your whatever you know it's just it's it's a good place to start also I wanted to just open up an invite to anybody if you are like oh I'm researching this health thing and I found this medical article and I don't understand it send it to me I'll try to decode it for you that's what I do for work I write those things so Mm -hmm. send me your medical articles and I'll try to decode them for you and it's pretty there's some good telltale signs of whether a study is reliable whether it was performed well um, and and it kind of tells you how much confidence you can have in their results and that's a skill that takes a long time to hone and I don't blame anybody for not having it you know it's it's hard to sort out fact from fiction but there are still even today in Trump's government <laughs> there are some some reliable sources of information out there yep and it can be hard to tell because oftentimes I would say these for-profit wellness people and I mean let's let's be clear I the term wellness is the new hiding place for body shaming. Yes, now that we can't absolutely. use a diet. Oh, 
anymore, which isn't to say that there aren't like legitimate wellness practices like mindfulness and, you know, sort of catering to the emotional and mental well-being sort of as a holistic approach to being healthy as a person. But, you know, that's been sort of taken by um, snake oil salesmen right. and, and repurposed for that. But a lot of times there is a tiny grain of truth in that mm. stuff. That's that how they, they get away with it. Yeah. And pervert. In fact, I remember uh, Hillary, this was months ago, you just popped into the chat and you were like, hey, do you guys know anything about manual lymph lymphatic drainage and is yes. this a real thing because it's really being touted by on all these wellness platforms and it is a real thing because my mom as a cancer survivor who has lymphedema as a side effect of getting her crotch blasted with radiation <laughs> uh has done manual lymph drainage to try and address those so it's a thing but now it's being taken and used for a completely different purpose by people who don't need it. Yeah. And yes. so that can get really confusing. Yeah. And I think that, um, Meredith, you said a lot of this stuff has, you know, some body issues and, and you know, obsession with healthy stuff. And I learned the term, like, last year, orthorexia. Yes. And that's always the thing that comes up. It's not, you know, it's you're eating, but you're eating exactly what you need to eat in order to be healthy. And it's sort of this obsession with wellness. And, mm-hmm. I mean, and it really is, like, thinness at the end of the day. Right. You know? Right. And, and, again, there's a healthy way to do this. Like, if you are interested in nutrition and diet – Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And yeah. you have specific like our listener, Dr. Rob, who's a you know, not only a fantastic doctor, but he's also also a marathon runner and a serious athlete. And so he looks at all you know, macronutrients and all this stuff yeah. and that's like really interesting to him as you know, part of as athletic performance. But if you think that that's going to make you thin, yes, then you're gonna be disappointed. Yes. Yeah, it's not to improve performance. It's to improve the exterior. I always think of this um, Sarah Silverman quote that she said, I don't care if you like me. I just want you to think I'm thin. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, uh, so much of my life has probably been <laughs> circulated around. Boy, that, that is uh-huh. a struggle. We could talk about <laughs> yes. that for 6,000 oh, yeah. years. I mean, <laughs> I know. you know, the, the age of the earth. We could all 6,000 years, we could talk about body image and the pressure for women to be thin. And and I can never tell. Obviously, men feel that, too. We all know that from listening to TBTL back in the day about the body image Mm -hmm. issues that men also have. But I just can't think it can be anything not to minimize men's, you know, pain and, and suffering for that because it's that's awful as well but the the pressure and the standards exacted upon women is something that's just yeah it's something else it's It's everywhere yeah it's insidious and i think that's another thing they're seizing on like gwyneth has that ideal quote-unquote body right if you're into that and i i think it's a little i don't know it's 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 unattainable for like 99.99 percent of people but she's selling this whole idea that if you just take this supplement or have this like weird thing in your coffee then you're gonna look like gwyneth Mm -hmm. and even if i don't think people are stupid for falling for that i think it's appealing um if that's what you're told you're supposed to be and you're you're being sold this thing that can you think might be able to achieve it you know I, i get why people fall for it 
not to like reference my therapist again too much, but she did say to me once when I was, you know, fretting about these issues, she was like, Anne, I have never had a female client in my career who did not have body image issues. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is pervasive and I'm real. I, I try to protect Bridget so much from it and it's so hard. I mean, she's it just, you know, it's in the culture and yep. we don't even notice it really. I mean, the, yes, men do have those issues, but I don't, let me just say every woman in my office is good looking and relatively thin for the most part. And every man looks completely, I mean, they're all <laughs> mostly white, but like they all have different body shapes and, you know, can dress, Yep, you know. High school and, reunions are really oh, illustrating, aren't they? Because oh, the women oh. and the women look great, and they're all gussied yes. up, and the guys are all like, <laughs> "Yeah." Oh, at, at mine, I was like, "God, all, every girl looks great," and the men are just like, "What happened?" But I guess what that they out earn the women like two to one, yeah. probably. And that it just doesn't matter so much. No, for no, them, it doesn't right. affect their standing because there are other ways to measure value in men. Yeah, mm-hmm. and really, it doesn't matter. If a woman is a Nobel Prize winning physicist, if she's not pretty, then who cares? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we could talk about this for a long time. (laughs) This has turned into a super uplifting conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And it's people like Gwyneth and her ilk prey on those feelings and make a lot of money. Yep. A lot, a lot, a lot of money. And you know what really angers me, apart from the delegitimization of science, is I don't like people taking advantage of me. Yes. And yes. I think about all these people who spent, you know, $1,500 or $4,500 to go to the Goop conference and then buy all this stuff. People are taking advantage of them. And that yeah. sucks. Yep. It really does. It really does. Because they're vulnerable Yep, they're searching there. for something and somebody is preying on it and yep. it's gross that's yep. capitalism yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> that's my instagram feed like, <laughs> i need to buy i don't think any of us should feel like ashamed no like because i you know like to watch the tv shows that have like cool houses and yeah, yeah. You know, I'll look and see what a celebrity is wearing on the red carpet as much as any. It's like fun and, you know, it's programmed into us, whether it's nature or nurture. I I don't think that any of us should like feel bad because we fall for that stuff because there are a lot of forces at play ensuring that we do fall for it. Well, and for the most part, like we've said, it's pretty harmless. You know, if you've got money to to buy a $500 tiny purse, then fine. Um (laughs) I don't see the point, but, you know, whatever. Is it going to make your life better? If it truly is, then, you know. Go crazy. Go for it. Yep. If it's going to, seriously, if if it's seriously going to fill that hole in your soul, that $500 purse, I mean, then it's cheap at the price. The only, the last, like, semi-positive thing I will say about Gwyneth is that she is the reason why I ever found TBTL. And so that's maybe why I am on this show now because of Gwyneth. So that that it was it was um 
because Luke was mentioned in an article where he was talking to Mario Batali and Anthony Bourdain, and Anthony Bourdain made fun of Mario Batali, who's a disgusting human being, but Anthony Bourdain made fun of Mario Batali for traveling with Gwyneth around like Spain or something when she was a vegetarian. He was like, that's stupid. Um, you know, I watched that eat? show. Yeah. I enjoyed that show. I did too. And, um, it mentioned Luke and then mentioned TBTL and I had already listened to all of this American life. So I was like, well, I guess I'll start <laughs> listening to this and you know, the rest was history. Well, Thanks, I take Gwyneth. it all back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Let's cap off this show with yes. the tea she recommends. Oh yes. Hillary, I'll let you do the honors, but this is definitely a oh, joint it's recommendation. Oh, yes. I mean, this is, Anne brought this joy into my life, and I watched, you know, four episodes. Phil's back! Somebody <laughs> beat Phil is back! Four season. Now, I will say, it's a little bit differently right now. I mean, I did watch it originally in quarantine or whatever during the pandemic. For whatever reason, this one, maybe because it was filmed so recently, mm-hmm. I must, I mean, it was previous to the pandemic because he is out and about and enjoying things and sharing food and whatever. Yeah. But I know it, but it does. I'm, I'm more jealous now that he is living this life um, where he's going to the Rio one was just, I mean, the places he goes right now are just so beautiful. And he was going up into, you know, the mountains of Rio and it just looks uh, like breathtaking. And I I don't know. It was, it was very cool. So yeah, I watched four episodes. It's wonderful. Just, just like normal. I believe his mom passed. So that's a little bit sad. Oh yeah. In the last season, I think it was mostly just his dad. Cause I think his mom was diagnosed with MS. Yeah. Yeah. His and calls so she, with his dad are so cute. They're so cute. And he makes his dad tell a joke every time. Mm-hmm. And they're so stupid. What I love is how funny he thinks his dad is. His wife thinks he is. Like, his wife thinks yeah. he's hysterical. <laughs> She's, like, crying, laughing. But um, it was. it's really good. And it's just a good comfort you know, I. it's lovely to look at. It's the life everybody wants, just traveling around eating. Yep delicious food all the time and, and this is know, how to be rich yes this Don't is how think? i want to be rich yeah. not yes. like gwyneth yeah no. but somebody who still like wants to go to the hole in the wall taco stand yes. and like and talk to the people that he meets on the street who's yes. really interested in other people and then making connections in yes. real life yes and he just seems so you know maybe he's a real dick but he seems so genuinely oh no curious he- hand no nobody can have that poor fashion sense and still be a dick (laughs) no god i know sometimes i find myself having a crush on him from one angle and then he kind of turns and i'm like never mind he's such a nerd like he's he's such a nerd nerd. it's really he wears the dad shorts with the dad socks and the dad like black clompy tennis shoes it's perfect yeah it's perfect it is is perfect and like there was one last season where he was or maybe it was a couple seasons ago where he's swimming in ireland and he just also has like a dad bod and I don't mean like he's thin for yep. somebody who eats all the time he's like a thin guy but he just has like there's just he has a dad bod like it just it's, it's not ripped it's a little yeah it's 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 definitely like prototypical dad bod just a little, like, little soft yeah no rear end like just no and, but rear doesn't end at care all. like super no. unself-conscious no. no he just he he loves life he like enjoys it he loves his family he loves meeting. It just, I mean, what a dream. That yeah. is a dream to me. Yeah, that it's show is kind of like a balm right now. Yes. Like, it's and such a nice escape. every person with joy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. 
Anyway, I yeah, thank you to Anne. I fully recommend, and I'm very excited to keep watching it. Should we do the shameless Amazon plug of the week? Yes. All right. I'll do this. I just bought them. I have not worn them yet. I've tried them on. They look cute. I've been in the mood for joggers, you know, basically like fancy sweatpants. Is that what we call them now? It's joggers? Yes. Yes. That's what they're calling them, which is so funny. Just like all of a sudden, everybody got on the board, on board with calling them joggers. Now, everyone I had seen were like, even some on Amazon, they were like, the hundred dollars. I'm sorry. No, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for, you know, sweatpants. Basically, these are a little the ones that I suggest are a little bit more nylon than they are sweatpants, but they're pretty cute. And if I had to go run into the office really quickly, I could kind of get away with the fact that like, they don't look like completely short. Yeah, depending anyway, on what else you were wearing, you could totally get away with with exactly running around they're in the, these. They are. Oh, goodness gracious. The music started playing on in my speakers. You won't be able to hear it, but it just started blasting in my ears. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but they're the – hold on. I'm going to open this back up again because that scared me, and I had to close it down. <laughs> um, they're the Agisai women's jogger pants, drawstring running sweatpants with pockets loungewear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm enjoying them. And oh, I, I got the I music. Think- <laughs> ah! <laughs> Where is it coming from? I don't know. It's like you accidentally click on some modeling video. Or oh, something. is it the Amazon like autoplay yes. thing? Oh god. Yes. Uh, um, and I, but I've truly, truly, I'm going to wear them this winter. I mean, that's definitely. It was actually cold this past week. It was in the 40s, and it was sort of raining. But now it's back to the norm, and it's about like 60 and, and sunny. So that's perfect for for these yeah. parts for winter. Well, I'll say these are a little short for these legs. You do not have a tall option. No. They're, they hit just at my ankle. So for you, they would be like at your knee probably. Yeah. When I, when I was thinner, I had a lot of dresses that weren't supposed to be mini dresses, but it really worked out that way for me. I have to do, I have to pay for Athleta talls usually yep. if it's sweatpants, like if yes. I want them to come past my ankle. <laughs> I know. I'm so the opposite where I'll buy, I I now buy cropped pants because they're usually the right, the right length. length my, yeah. I have, my legs are about like a second long. So, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> All right. Let's keep some house. Buy stuff from us. The merch is at this show. It has everything.com. Click the shop button. Um, please rate and review. Please, please, please. Um, and add the Amazon link to your phone home screen. Just click on it. Go buy those pants or whatever you want. Bridget, we've been watching. All she wants are beanie boos. Like this is the new. Well, it's not new. It's like beanie babies, but they're bigger. I don't really know. All the kids in the neighborhood have them and they go play with them. It's very weird. So that's whatever. That's what I've been buying on Amazon. It's odd. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Add the Amazon link to your phone home screen and use that. And if you would like to get involved with the show, you can visit our website at thisshowhaseverything.com. There's not actually anything to do there. But, you know, if you wanted to stream it from your browser, you could could do it there if you don't have a podcatcher. If you would like to submit your commentary at throwyourphone.com, if something that uh, we have said has made you really mad, either, you know, you think we're being mean to Gwyneth (laughs) or something that has made you really hug your phone, you want to say right on, girls, you tell that spoiled rich actress what's what uh throw your you can join us on our facebook group uh always fun over there we've had some good conversations lately yes. the show twitter is at tshishow.com email us anything longer at tshi at 10710.com 
I'm talking to you, Bob. Yep. And fax us at 617-354-8513. Maybe send Bobby an advertisement for Adaptogen coffee that's a a big podcast advertiser right now yep yep that mushroom coffee no thank you well i think we could talk about gwyneth for a long time we could but for this show that's probably enough so thanks for joining us everybody and that was everything about questionable wellness claims What's in the box? That's what I always think of. <laughs> a little head in the box. What's in the box? I, I was like, is this really a twist? Of course it's her head in the box. Of course it is. Least surprising twist ever. Yeah, I know. I know. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. together and we'll get it undone someday when your head is much lighter someday yeah we'll walk in the rays of a beautiful sun someday when the world is much brighter ooh child things are gonna be easier ooh child things will be brighter be brighter Matching hair, um, Gwyneth and and Brad. Oh yeah, I liked him with that hair.
I did too. You know what? You know what movie I love? See, this is the thing. I mean, she, I'm not saying she's the best actor in the world, but I loved Sliding Doors. I love that movie. If oh, it was yeah, on that right was now, good. I would 100% watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Emma. I thought she was charming. She does, you know, it's not great, but she does a cute British accent. There are things that she's in that are good. There's this movie called The Anniversary Party that I was like weirdly obsessed with for a little bit. And it's with, um, it's like directed by Alan Cumming and Jennifer Jason Lee. Or Interesting. It, and it was, she plays like kind of a version of herself in I it. Feel and like she's I've seen very that. weird, but like kind of charming. I mean, she's sort of flighty, but kind of charming in it. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. But although she probably makes. You know, so much more money doing yeah. doing goop. I'm sure she, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, Why she would she ever go back to acting? Yeah, I mean, I, that was actually the one of the funnier things she did was when she was on the Chef show, and what's his face was like. Remember when we were when we were um, filming Spider Man Three, and she was like, "I wasn't in that." And he was like, yeah, "Yeah, you were." And she was like, "No, I wasn't." And he was like, "Yeah, you you actually were in that." <laughs> She blocked it out. I don't think there's anything wrong with like enjoying her as an actor. Like it's a job, you know, it's, I know 